0: On today's special crossover episode with Locked On Predators, how does Matt Shane fit in with this Stars lineup? Can the Predators make up for lost production in the offseason? And how does the West shape up? That's next on Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome to a special crossover edition of the Lockdown Predators and Lockdown Stars podcast. Both of us are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. I'm Nick Morgan from the Lockdown Predators podcast, joined by Joey Erickson from the Lockdown Stars podcast. Joey, it's, it's hockey time, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, October is finally here, so (laughs) Uh, preseason is fun and all, but uh, we want meaningful games, (laughs) and it's right around the corner, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, Uh, and probably more so for you guys than us right now, (laughs) because yeah, ours. Stars seem like they uh, they may be poised to kind of be one of the big players in the NHL this year and Nashville Predators, I think, still trying to kind of figure out where they fit into things. But uh, I got to imagine just a lot of excitement, uh, at least around the Stars fan base right now about the potential for the season.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I mean, it's probably shaping up to be the best year that it's been for for you know five to six years uh, it, it just feels like so many things are falling into place they have contracts kind of figured out and certain guys are locked down for you know more than three or four years which is really exciting and uh, even the owner tom Gallardi he, he did an interview and kind of talked about this is the most stable the franchise has been <laughs> since he bought the team and of course that's when they were coming out of bankruptcy uh in the early 2010s so uh, you got some stability at the head coach with Pete DeBoer. Now the stars have had a coaching carousel for the last five years too. Uh, so it looks like Pete DeBoer is going to be around for a few years and uh, you have to be really excited as a stars fan with the second year of Pete DeBoer. He already had such a huge impact in, in the way the team played last year. And you have to think with everybody becoming more comfortable and you get a second season under the belt of Pete DeBoer that, big things are going to be taking place here in 2023.
1: Yeah, uh, as long as uh, the stars can survive that Pete DeBoer curse, which is just fantastic. Yes.
0: First couple of years, then all downhill
1: <laughs> yep. from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one well, of the big off-season moves for Dallas, uh, unfortunately for some Reds fans, fortunately yeah. for others, uh, involves Matt Duchesne. Of course, he was big money signing uh, here in Nashville not too long ago. Got bought out, signed with Dallas uh, the next day. Joey, you know, I'll start off by asking just what has kind of been the early take on Duchesne in Dallas?
0: Yeah, he he seems like a a nice fit, which uh, is a good thing. And you can kind of be worried about how is a a guy going to transition from year to year to a different franchise? He's been in Nashville for a few seasons, but he's kind of done that before, of course, coming over from Colorado. He went to Ottawa and then eventually over to Nashville so he's kind of done the process of jumping ship to a a different team so uh, and also he's going to be paired with Sagan and Marchment. and Pete DeBoer thinks he's a phenomenal fit he kind of fits like a glove with him and he's a, a big winger kind of hybrid where he can play center and wing which is something that Pete DeBoer loves, too, so he can take face-offs on his strong side. And I think him and Sagan are going to pair up nicely. And, of course, he's far and away from his prime. We get that. But, you know, he still has high-level potential. Uh, He's in his early 30s. And if it's one team that can unlock something from an early 30-year-old, it's going to be Dallas. They've seemed to to do it in the last few years with some of their own guys. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great fit. He's going to be on probably the second power play unit. And that is something he can be very elite at too. And uh I, I think he's gonna fit nicely. And the role he has to play here, he, he doesn't have to be the guy. Um he he's just someone that uh is gonna be asked to probably play a few less minutes and still produce at a high level, which is uh, I think is a good situation for him. And the stars have found some success in that with guys like Pavelski and Ben who are playing a little bit less, but still contributing. So um, I think everybody's thrilled to to finally watch him kind of, you know, get going. Uh, but so far, Pete DeBoer seems pretty, pretty um, happy with how he's come into the organization and, uh, and making a statement right away. Yeah, and it seems like
1: just kind of the big thing that you mentioned is just a little less pressure, a little mm-hmm. less uh, has to do it all role. Uh, maybe even a few, like, you know, some fewer minutes involved there. And that That's kind of what seems like the, the situation that may help Matt Duchesne thrive mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, And, you know, it's it's interesting because in Nashville, he was sort of the guy that Nashville yeah. lived on heavily, not just, you know, because of the way the roster shook out, but just the way, John Hines, you know, kind of manage the lineup as a coach. It's just he kind of put all the offense on those top yeah. two lines. And, you know, when you had a situation, you know, like like where Matt Duchesne was in, where you, you know, wound up kind of going against that number one defense each and every night because teams could, you know, game plan for that. Yeah. That's when he struggled. That's, you know, when when other teams were able to kind of shut him down, there wasn't anybody to pick up the slack. You know, that was a team problem, but a lot of Preds fans blamed Duchesne for that, for mm-hmm. not kind of stepping up. And, you know, it is a little bit tough to swallow because we did see Matt Duchesne a lot, you know, kind of mm-hmm. step up in big moments, kind of carry his team on his back. It just seems like he never quite got that uh, appreciation in, in Nashville switch that to Dallas where, you know, he's probably like, what's, what appears to be the third line. Yeah. although I'm sure there's, there's probably, you know, a one a B and C.
0: Yeah. It's kind of the two a two B is what they call it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, but you know, mm-hmm. where he's just kind of, you know, a complimentary role. And we've mm-hmm. seen other players, like you think about like Taylor hall going to Boston winds up having some great seasons that, you know, everybody kind of just, you know, forgot about him yeah. a, a little bit because he didn't have to kind of be, that marquee player anymore. He just had to go out and play his game. And, and you know, last season, other than his MVP season in Boston, was was some, some of the best of his career. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feels like Matt Duchesne is on track maybe to that this year.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll, he'll have a ton of issues, right? And you kind of touched on it. There's other guys in this lineup that you probably have to key on much more than Matt Duchesne yeah. <laughs> with Robertson and the way that he can score at a high clip and of course Rope Hints is a guy you have to key on with the speed and then you have your Bens and White Johnston's of the world that are uh, you know seem to be formidable at that second uh, second pairing or second line I should say so uh, you know you you go down and then and then you get to DeShane. um so I think that's that's a great uh, thing for the Stars where you can kind of hide him and uh, let him do his thing and, and him and Sagan I think are going to just be great together and also he brings the element of he was a leader in a few places, plus, mm-hmm. um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but, so, yeah, he was a leader, and, and plus he can, you know, provide on the on the power play with with guys like Sagan. My point was, here it is, I found it now, is <laughs> he hasn't won a cup before. He's hungry to win a cup, and he joins a, a long list of stars that haven't either, and their window's slowly closing before, you know, father time always catches up to everybody except Pavelski. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's, I, I think one of the big reasons Duchesne coming in is crucial too, because mm. I mean, can you really count on more 70, 80 point seasons from, from Joe Pavelski yeah. He's <laughs> exactly. 37, 38 this year. Uh, you know, Jamie Ben great season last year, but off season the year before, no one mm. really knows what's going on to Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of seems like now, okay, Duchesne's there. You don't have to have the situation where you know Jamie Ben has to go out and score seventy mm-hmm. points or Joe Pavelski has to go out and seventy points. You still got Jason Robertson, who's you know you know a hundred point player. Rupa Hintz, very dynamic score. But now it's like you can balance out that depth. You don't yeah. need to rely. On some of those, you know, more veteran names to kind of be the same players they were. You just need them to be what they are right now. And Duchesne coming in, who, by the way, had 86 points two seasons ago. You know, even if he comes in and, Let's just say score is somewhere in the range of 55 to 60 points. Exactly. That is, that's that's huge. That's all Dallas needs because, A, you're contributing, you're adding more scoring, and also kind of helping the, maybe balance some of the regression from some of the older players if there yeah. is regression, that's, yeah.
0: that's the thing. Joe
1: Mavalski could go up yeah. to score this year.
0: Yeah. We keep expecting it to happen, but it hasn't yet. And I, I, I think that's, that that's a great thing. And I'll give the stars a, a ton of credit. They just kind of rebuilt their, their four groups after, you know, they lost a, a lot of death pieces like Luke Lindenning left in the off season. Uh, Ty Do- or not Ty Domi, that's his father, but Max Domi left. Yeah. And, uh, then Kivi Ronta left. Those are some of your kind of fourth line role player guys. And, uh, I think an underrated off season re-signing was Evgeny Dodonov and he yeah. goes perfectly with Johnston and Ben. That line was really, really good for the stars, especially once Dodonov came over in the deadline. And then you got a, a veteran like Craig Smith and you pick up Sam Steele, who's another depth piece that was in Minnesota last year. And, Really, you're kind of hoping for one of their young like guys like Stan Coven, who's like the big prospect, uh, who will probably start in the AHL to kind of take control and force their way into the lineup. And then you're really, really firing all cylinders because you have kind of the uh you have the the good problem, which is you have so many places but not enough positions to fill. So uh that's a good thing to be almost have too much depth.
1: Yeah, uh, no such thing as too much depth, Yeah, no, <laughs> especially in the NHL nowadays. Uh, and that is kind of a problem for the Nashville Predators, who, of course, don't have Matt Duchesne anymore or Ryan Johansson or pretty much anybody who was a key player from this team two years ago on the team anymore so how do the Preds make up that lost production we're going to talk about that coming up in just a second but first I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Indeed Uh, it's almost fantasy sports season and when you're drafting your fantasy hockey team do you ever wish that you could do the same thing with your business team pick and choose exactly the roster that you want to like win the league If you want to do that for your business, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. That way you don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can just do it all on Indeed. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessment, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employees Find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. That is why Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count, which is why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Again, Indeed.com slash on. One more time, indeed.com/slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply, cost per application pricing not available for everyone. If you need to hire, you need indeed. All right, Joey. We are back with our special crossover edition mm-hmm. of Locked On Predators and Locked On Stars. Uh Joey, I, I kind of just want to start with your take, mm-hmm. maybe an outsider's perspective on what the Nashville Predators have done. This offseason, you know, we mentioned uh, you guys got Duchesne now. Uh, Ryan Johansson Mm -hmm. left uh, about a week before he did a lot of changes going on. So just kind of from an outside perspective, looking in, what's kind of the thought from other teams on the Predators
0: yeah, I you know, I think they're kind of in that in-between period where you're not really rebuilding, <laughs> but you're you're kind of in a transition and uh, it probably starts from the top down too with the, you know Andrew Burnett coming in uh and, and he'll have his first season at the helm, so uh, you'll be implementing systems which can work really quickly. We, we, we saw it last year with so many different teams, they get a new head coach, and then all of a sudden, I mean, four former stars head coaches were like leading the NHL at one point yeah. uh, with uh, with the coaching carousel that goes on. But you know, it, it was probably important to get guys like Duchesne and Johansson off the books finally, and, and now you can kind of go a different direction. Um, it, it, it's you're not expecting a whole lot, but when you have a guy in net like UC Saros. Yeah, it's a nice number one netminder. You never know what can happen. And of course, you have some elite level players like Ryan, uh, or not Ryan uh Johansson, but Yossi on the back end who who's of course one of the top five defensemen uh in the NHL, a perennial, you know, Norris trophy, uh, you know, candidate. So um, yeah, I, I just think it's kind of those that weird transition period, and now you're gonna have to look for others to contribute. Um I, I guess. My question would be, you know, who's going to have to kind of take over that role of kind of being the guy. Right. And, you know, who are some guys that you're probably going to have to step up that you didn't get to see in past seasons? Yeah. I mean, you, you
1: talk about Yossi, you talk about Philip Forsberg. Those mm-hmm. are guys that are going to have a lot of responsibilities on their shoulder. Ryan O'Reilly coming in, you hope mm-hmm. is going to take up some of that as well. But but from here on out, Joey, it's about the Preds' younger players. You know the prospects mm-hmm. coming up in the system. Uh, we had a guy last year by the name of Tommy Novak, who was kind of a career AHLer, made his debut at 25 mm-hmm. and wound up scoring at, you know 48 points in 55 games. Uh, you know he's mm-hmm. going to be a big factor in this Predators' offense moving forward. Uh, he's already been you know a major part of the preseason. Uh, On his wings are two other young players, Phil Tomasino and Luke Evangelista, two high Predators draft picks. Uh, Tomasino was a first rounder, Evangelista a second rounder. Uh, Those are guys who came in at the end of last year when everybody was either hurt or traded somewhere else. Uh, and they played very, very well. You know, you you kind of look at that line as being the okay. Like we we don't have Mikhail Granlund anymore. Mm. We don't have Duchesne or Johansson. This is kind of that line that's gonna have to provide the help for Forsberg and Yossi to get some of these points. Um, and you know, I, I don't really think we know what their ceilings are mm-hmm. quite yet. We just haven't had a good look at them in the NHL, you know, consistently long enough to kind of see what they're going to become. And we also really haven't seen them that long in Andrew Burnett's system. Um, But, you know, if if they get off to a strong start, you know, there's hope that they can kind of be that next generation of, you know, 80, 90 point Nashville Predators consistent scores, uh, especially in an offense like Andrew Burnett's, where it's just so run and gun on the front Mm -hmm. foot all the time.
0: Yeah. And you, know, you can have a lot of success with that too. You know, Lindy rough for the stars came in for a year and the stars pretty much obliterated everybody offensively. Um, and in today's NHL, it fosters that, uh, you know, the league wants to score goals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they want you to, there's tons of penalties. You get a ton of man advantage opportunities. So, um, and, and that's, I think that's an exciting thing. Yeah. You probably don't have a, a lot of huge expectations, but you can see guys now that uh, it's kind of put up or shut up time, right? You you either produce or or you're done. So, um, you you know, there's probably a few more years before you get back to where you're really competing at a high level. But um, what what do you think your, your chances are probably kind of getting into the playoff conversation and things like that? Is that something that you're expecting them to maybe get to a wild card spot? Or would that be kind of icing on the cake for this year if they were really competing at that level? Well, you, you kind of mentioned that this is kind of
1: like a trial year for, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. I describe it as like the first uh, couple episodes of American Idol from back mm-hmm. in the day where it's <laughs> like, yeah, you had the auditions. You brought in like the people you want now, they, but, but they still it, like this competition hasn't started yet. There's still yeah. like 30 people that you're going to try to cut down to like the top 15 who are going to mm-hmm. be on every week. This kind of feels like what is right now. Barry Trotz brought a lot of people back from last year's team. Uh, On one year deals, you Mm. have guys like Alexander Carrier and Dante Fabro, two defensemen that nine months ago, a lot of people thought were going to kind of be the future of the Preds defense. They're on one year deals and kind of seem like they're just competing for a spot between the two of them at this point. So it just kind of feels like this year is just sort of a let's see what we really have. Like, let's put the system in place. Like, let's play how we want and let's see who, like, the players we have now can do in that system. And then let's just see where we're at. You know, hey, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we just really did need a new coach. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this team, you know, like a, you know, a mix of veteran players and up and comers, you know, flirt with the playoff spot. I, I would say that is best case scenario for Nashville Predators mm-hmm. this year. You know, the fact that they can take this team and get into the playoff conversation, uh, that is a magnificent win. If, if To me, it's more realistic that this is sort of a, you know, it kind of a, I don't want to say lost year, but just mm-hmm. sort of the year where there's not going to be a lot of expectations. The only thing I will say to that is that I am not going to rule out playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there is number seventy-four in net, yeah, uh, because UC Saros, <laughs> one of the yeah. worst statistical teams in the NHL last year, mm-hmm. and brought him within a game and a half of getting to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is a chance that he can do that same thing again. So uh, let's let's not rule out just the mm-hmm. goalie fueled miracle run to the postseason here.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you think that's probably a big next step for the Predators, too, is taking more weight off the shoulders of Soros?
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, yeah, even, yeah. it's it's easy to be goalie when you are only have to stop, you know, 23 out of 25 <laughs> shots and not yeah. 47 out of 50 night in and night out. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that's going to be a big test for the Preds early is how can they clean mm-hmm. up uh, some of the defense in front of Soros because, you know, I would say maybe just 10 fewer shots a game. Um, Maybe that's one fewer gold allowed per game. And then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, Nashville Predators have, you know, maybe some better goals against goals for statistics.
0: Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, Nick says, don't rule out the playoffs. (laughs) I wouldn't either. When you have a a number one net minder, the stars, stars fans know about that too. It's nice when you have somebody, in the pipes that can clean up a lot of the mistakes (laughs) that are made uh, in front of them. And, and I guess I will kind of segue into our conversation next uh, about uh, kind of our overarching look at the Western conference. Uh, Are the stars, the favorite, Uh, where, where does the Preds fall in line Uh, into that conversation as well? And we'll do that in just a moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. When you're watching the Cowboys game, And they're probably going to disappoint you another week, even though they got it done last week against (laughs) the Patriots. But we all know they're just reeling us back in as they always do. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. Sprinkle a little bit money on those Cowboys and uh, see what they can do. App is so, so easy to use. Wide range of betting options. You got spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. All of that good stuff. So Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right. We are back with our special crossover edition of the Locked On Predators and Locked On
1: Stars podcast. Thank you for making both podcasts your first listen every day. Uh, Joey, I think the overwhelming yeah. sentiment is after all of these changes for the Dallas Stars. Uh, after you know seeing the kind of season Jason Robertson had, and you know Wyatt Johnston making uh, a big mm-hmm. debut, and Miro Heiskanen having kind of a bounce back season, and just all this young talent around the team, a lot of people are kind of saying uh, the Dallas Stars might be the favorites in the West this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your take on that? Is Dallas really, in your mind, the team to beat?
0: Uh, you know, I, I think they're definitely one of them uh, because of a lot of the names you mentioned. Uh, th- the only reason I would slow a bit on that is just due to the fact that they are a bit older <laughs> and they have a lot of veteran talent, which can be a bit difficult come the regular season, I would say. And you get some good teams uh, like Edmonton and McDavid, or they're just boat racing a lot of <laughs> teams and. Uh, they just, you know, they can run up and down and, and create havoc for the opposition. But yeah, I think the stars are right in that conversation. And the reason I probably put them number one to be the best team in the West is just because of Ottinger, frankly, yeah. um, because he's going to give you a game night in and night out. You're going to be in the contest when he's playing. And, uh, he played a ton last year due to the fact that Scott Wedgwood, the backup goalie, got hurt for about a month. So they didn't want to play him as much, um, but they, they ended up having to. And with with him in net, I, I think you're in every contest. Um, and, you know, in the West, I think there's a, a lot of question marks for a lot of other teams. And I think every team kind of does. The Central's not as deep as it used to be. So I think the Stars are easily going to be in the top three for the division in the Central. Um, and then you're kind of thinking about Vegas. You never know what the Stanley Cup hangover, how's that going to work. Sometimes teams, uh, they're not able to replicate what they did uh, the season prior. Uh, LA is going to be nice, of course, probably. They continue to have those young guys, but uh, I think the stars have the experience and there's enough guys with known productability that can get the job done. And I think that's what makes them kind of the darling right now of the Western Conference. Plus they have all these guys on great deals. And I think the window looks like it's just opening for these guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: interesting question. I kind of want to yeah. ask you. So you, you mentioned mm. all the, you know, kind of the up and out you mentioned Vegas, uh, mm. Colorado, I think is another team. Yeah. That Can't forget about them. Their eye on. <laughs> mm. uh, so excluding those teams and let's, let's keep this in the central division. Uh, is there a team out there that maybe you think can kind of be the dark horse and jump into this divisional race a little bit
0: yeah if i had to choose two if i went with a couple probably st louis they just seem like a team that's always competitive and are going to give you a fight uh they're not a team that seems to to want to go down and they're not going to go into the full rebuild type of situation yeah. and they still have some guys there uh arizona i think is primed to just be the like oh my god what is happening like they could be in a playoff spot like at Thanksgiving time, and we're like, oh my god, and then they could completely just crash and burn. <laughs> but with a team that has nothing to lose, and you have some high talent coming in there with the Logan Cooley and you added some veterans, which is nice. You got Matt Dumba on the back end, and that's a team that with no expectations, you're playing at mullet arena. Uh who knows if they come out of nowhere and are kind of putting the league on notice. So uh, those are a few of the teams I think could be really dark horse uh, you know, blues, just, they always give me the ick almost, <laughs> where yeah. it's just, they're, they're just going to be around. They're going to hang around and you never know uh, with, with, with Berube in them. Yeah. Yeah. Get,
1: you know, you mentioned uh, Arizona first mm-hmm. off. Give me uh a playoff game at Mullen <laughs> yes. Arena. I did not yeah. know I needed that so bad until we yes. started talking about that so that, that, <laughs> that thought gun into my head. Yeah. St. Louis is interesting just because it feels like the last couple of years, uh, their their entire season really hinges on Jordan Bennington. And, yeah. And that's kind of been the main takeaway is can they, you know, get stability um else elsewhere in, in the lineup? That's gonna, I think, kind of be the big key to St. Louis. But, but I agree with you. I would say St. Louis is kind of one of those teams that's mm-hmm. like they. I, I see a lot of upside in, in what they do as well. Um, let me uh, let me ask this regarding the stars in the West. Um, mm-hmm. Is there? Uh, I I mean, I kind of want to be like careful about how I say yeah. this. but Would it be just sort of a letdown? not getting to let's say at least the western conference finals this year like 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 not just like a oh man we should have made it but more of it like in a no 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 this team should have done much better than this
0: yeah no absolutely i i I think it would be I, i really do um and and those are high expectations i i understand that but with the the team that they've assembled here uh it kind of feels like it's almost western conference finals or or bus situation and you know there's some teams that are completely different where it's stanley cup or bus but it's hard to get to the western conference final it is really really hard to do um but you know they're primed and ready to do that again and if they get there um you know i would be satisfied of course you you want to reach your ultimate goal but Um, I I think it would be some sort of letdown because, you know, there's a lot of question marks with with this Stars team because they have a lot of old guys that are, you know, on the tail end and Pavelski's only on for one more year. That could be his final time. Uh, We don't know. His retirement's right around the corner. He's about to be 40 here by the end of next year. So um, like that's going to be a conversation you have to have. And we touched on it in the beginning how much more can you get out of Ben and Sagan and these guys at some point, it's really going to catch up to them. And of course they're happy with, I think their development and the guys they have coming up, but uh, you know, you have this core that's still around that, uh, you know, the fan base wants to get a cup. Cause I I think as a stars fan, you're just going to be really disappointed if you never got one with your Sagan and Ben with how much you've been paying those guys and you've had them here forever. And they're big pillars of the organization. And it's just going to feel like a, it's going to feel like a missed opportunity and uh, they've had a couple of good chances here in the last five years or so. Some of it may be fluky, <laughs> but there's luck that plays into the playoffs and the stars um, they took it and ran with it. Unfortunately did not get the ultimate goal, but um, you know, they're, they're right there and now it's time to really take control. So I would say Western Conference is kind of is kind of the, the, the level, the bar that you want to meet uh, if you're the Dallas stars. Yeah. I think I'm putting my mm-hmm. money on it. If I had to be mm-hmm. honest, uh, yeah. I just,
1: I just kind of see them as uh, you know, that Colorado team for a couple of years ago, where it's just on mm-hmm. paper,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, there, there's just so much talent there that I don't know who consistently beats them. Uh, at least, at least that's my pick. I'm sure. There's, yeah. I'm sure there's some people yeah. in Vegas and Colorado uh, that'll have something to say about that
0: yeah i'm sure i'm 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 sure there's always those those teams that uh will will find something they find something extra and so hopefully the stars can do that this year
1: yeah uh well joey thank you so much for joining us uh for our listeners on the predator side let us know where they can find more of your work
0: uh joey the jet 19 on twitter or x or wherever that is uh i got some of my other work Uh, i do some play-by-play in the north american hockey league so uh, you can hear my voice and hear me screaming when uh, <laughs> when my, my team scores goals and other things like that. But uh, other than that, that's it. So a uh, nice. pleasure to be on with you, Nick. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, be in contact throughout the season when the Stars and Preds meet eventually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for any of your Stars fans, you can find me at underscore NSMorgan or read my work at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. That's going to do it for us on this crossover edition of the Locked on Preds and Locked on Stars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Both our shows will be back tomorrow with all new episodes. We'll see you then.